Heavenly Father, as we look forward to seeing the King, we pray that you would stir our hearts, that you would help us to be ready for that day, that you would give us your hope. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This past week, I did one of my traditional summer things, things that I always do every summer. But before you uh, shout out what it might be, it had nothing to do with eating ice cream, although I do eat ice cream in the summer, I have to admit. There were no walks along the beach or anything like that. But what I do every summer is I order my new diary. You see, I don't go for one of those calendar year diaries that start in January and run through to December. I don't like that type of diary very much. I like the academic diary. It starts in August and you have right through until the next summer and actually the one I get goes right through to the following December so you know fairly far in advance where you are and I got an email this morning to say that it's coming on Thursday so Thursday is new diary day because that's the day when I start to write in all the dates and events and meetings and get everything sorted for the year that's coming I know when things are going to happen. So birthdays obviously have to go in so that I don't forget something important like that. Anniversaries, so that they're not forgotten. Lots of little notes that I scribble to myself so I know what's coming up in the coming year. But there's one day that I can't write in. There's one day that will happen At some point, I just don't know when it's scheduled. But it will happen according to God's timing. Last week, uh, we were reminded of the hope that we have that the dead in Christ will be raised whenever Jesus returns. Today, Paul continues to think about the return of Jesus. Only today, uh, it's what it means for those of us who are alive when Jesus returns. So let's look uh, at what the Bible says about the return of the Lord Jesus. The day, as Paul calls it. And to do that, we need our Bible open, uh, page 202 in the New Testament. And also you'll find an outline on the back of the service sheet. So you can work out how many sweets you might need to get through the sermon. And how far we have made it. So verse 1 in chapter 5. Now, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well... That the day of the Lord 
will come like a thief in the night. The return of Jesus is described as the day of the Lord. Paul picks up on this Old Testament promise of the Lord winning victory against his enemies and bringing judgment to the earth. It's a a vivid picture. The day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Now I sincerely hope that this doesn't happen. But imagine someone was to break into your house tonight. Do you think they would have um, texted to say that they were planning to drop round about 2.30 if that was okay? Do you think they would uh, make a phone call to make sure that you'd be there? Well, no. The thief in the night goes for surprise. It's the the sudden unexpectedness that he wants. And Paul says that the day of the Lord will be just like that. Sudden. Unexpected. You're lying in bed. All is well. You're turning over for your second sleep. You're dreaming about whatever it is you dream about. When suddenly the window breaks and you don't know where you are because a burglar has come. Verse 3. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them. As labour pains come upon a pregnant woman. And there will be no escape. Jesus' return will be sudden. A pregnant woman might have a bag packed for the hospital. Maybe for weeks in advance. But she doesn't know when those labour pains will kick in. And once they do, that's it. She can't say, I want to see how this movie ends. Just hold off for a wee while. No, it's time to go. Straight to the hospital. It's sudden. It's unexpected. And it demands immediate action. You see, the day of the Lord will be sudden. Do you see in verse 3 how um, Paul says, when they say, or uh, later on then, sudden destruction will come upon them. They will be caught out, not expecting it. You see, Paul is writing to the Christians in Thessalonica. But he writes about they and them, someone else, not the people who are reading this letter. Sudden destruction. But for the Christian, it will not be surprising. We might not know the exact date. We can't write it in our diary. We can't put it on the calendar in the kitchen. But we know that it is coming. We'll not be surprised by it. 
You see the contrast between verse 3 and verse 4. Sudden destruction will come upon them. Verse 4. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Many, many years ago, whenever I was fairly wee, my granny was turning 80. And so mum and dad planned for weeks and weeks and weeks for a surprise party. And all the family were gathered in the function room trying to keep quiet and you know, not give away the surprise too soon. And granny walked into the room and kind of got the shock of her life and then turned around and shouted at mum for organising it. But it was fine. She, she did enjoy it eventually, but she just didn't like that surprise. It was a surprise for her. But for mum and dad, as they walked in behind granny, there was no surprise there. They knew what was happening. They knew the crowd of people who were waiting for granny. You see, Granny had been kept in the dark so that she got a a nice surprise. Well, here, um, Paul says that we are not in the dark. We know the secret of the day of the Lord. You see, we'll not be caught out. We'll not be shocked at that sudden surprise. And do you see how Paul describes us as Christians in verse 5? For you are all children of light and children of the day. We belong to the light, not to darkness. We are children of the day. We are connected to that day of the Lord which is coming. You see, for us, the day of the Lord will be sudden but not surprising. Have you ever heard that uh, expression, that phrase, uh, where two things are so different that they're as different as day and night? You've heard that that phrase. Well, in verse 6, Paul continues with this day and night theme. Here's how the children of day are to live. It's completely different from those in darkness because we are watching for that day. I wonder, have you ever experienced jet lag? It's when you fly far enough around the world to get into a different time zone and your body thinks it's midnight and it's time to go to sleep. But actually it's about two o'clock in the afternoon and everyone's out doing you know, work or lounging by the pool or whatever it is. Verse 6 is a bit like that. So then, let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who are drunk, get drunk at night. You see, those who are in darkness think that it's night time. 
And they do nighttime things. They either get, get drunk or they fall asleep. But for the Christian, we are already living in the day that is coming. We are in the daytime. We are in the light. So how could we do nighttime things when the day is here and the day is coming? Verse 8. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. The night time can be a scary time. Some Saturday nights when we're coming home from Drumore, we would drive through Lurgan to get onto the motorway. And you want to make sure you lock your doors because people are coming out of the pubs at the time and you don't know who's going to walk out in front of you or try and grab your car door or whatever. I don't know if that's a reflection on Lurgan or or what, but um, hopefully no one's from Lurgan here. Um, Let's move on. But the night time can be a scary time. Paul says that we're to be watchful. To be alert. Not distracted. We're to guard our heart and our mind. The breastplate of faith and love. And the the hope of salvation guarding our head. This is God's armour as we heard in Isaiah 59. The God-given protection we need for every day between this one and that day. Perhaps you look at the world around. You see the way things are going and you wonder what is this world coming to? The darkness seems to get darker. Things seem to be getting worse and not better. But Paul says to hold on. To keep watching. Because we already have the day in our hearts and the dawn will break. On a day that we do not know, perhaps even today, Jesus will return suddenly. And your endurance and your hardship will be worth it. The hope of salvation keeps us going. Because this is what we're waiting for. This is what we are already sure of. Verse 9. For God has destined us not for wrath. But for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for us. So that whether we are awake or asleep. We may live with him. In the Lord Jesus, we already know the verdict of that day. We already know how the story ends. We can be sure that our destiny is not wrath. 
but salvation. Because Jesus died to make it happen. That's how the helmet of the hope of salvation works. We know where we're going. And that changes how we live each day. You see, even when we slip and fall, and we all do, we have that assurance that Jesus died for us and that he has destined us for life with him. As we come to the table today, we acknowledge that we deserve wrath, that that should be our destiny, but that Jesus died for us, so that our destiny is no longer wrath, it is salvation and life with him. A future with Jesus, secured by his blood, already in promise and one day made final and complete. No wonder we watch and wait for that day with eager anticipation. We don't know when it will be. When my diary comes on Thursday, I'll not be able to write in the day of the Lord. That on such a day, Jesus will return. But perhaps over the top of every day, we could write, maybe today. Today could be the day of the Lord. As you open your eyes each morning, today could be the day. As you make plans for the future, today could be the day. The day of the Lord will be sudden. But for the Christian it will not be surprising. So be sober. Be watchful. As you wait for your salvation. And as Paul finished last week. So he finishes this week. And he says in verse 11. Therefore encourage one another. And build up each other. As indeed you are doing. It's easy to get disheartened. It's easy to see the darkness closing in and thinking. Is this really all there is? But Jesus is coming. Jesus is bringing with him. The salvation that he gives us as a gift. Watch for him and be ready. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, our hearts are stirred by the hope of salvation and this promise of return. Father, we pray that you would help each one of us to be ready for that day. That we would watch with eager anticipation for the coming and the day of the Lord. And we pray this for his glory. Amen.